Welcome to Reality Roots Pod with me, your host, Hillary. Welcome, friends. This week, I think I'm going to get right into it because I tried to get fancy and this is like my fifth time recording the intro because I just speak without direction and that's not a good way to start. So I'm going to dive in. I It'll probably be, I have a lot of notes anyway, so I feel like I could make better use of the time rather than just rambling on which is actually kind of what I'm doing right now. Oh my god, I'm not rec- I'm not I'm not starting this again. <laughs> Sorry guys. Is what it is. Hostess with the mostest. That's me. The mostest pointless words. All right, guys. This week we're going back to Jenny Jones. I I feel like I'm always putting Jenny Jones episodes off. I find them really stressful. Actually, I when I watched it this week, like just just absorbing it, I had fun. It was really good to have on in the background, which I feel like maybe is what they were creating it for. <laughs> but it was fun. It moved forward. It didn't get stuck. There was a lot to look at. But then when I went to take notes, it's just the problem with Jenny is there's so much on screen. It's like... I might have even made this comparison before, but it's like Moulin Rouge or I guess like Bollywood. It's just, there's just so much stuff on the screen at all moments that I, the notes get a little bit tedious, but that's okay. It was a good episode. Like it it was low stakes. Like I didn't feel like, you know, people's lives were really uh, in danger or... Like, their mental health was in danger. It was stupid and fun, and that's the right kind of fun. (laughs) For me, is stupid fun. (laughs) Here we are. So, the episode... Okay. I also want to point out that this was kind of recently, relatively recently, uploaded to YouTube. And there's not really a description but whoever's posted it is like me when I was on Jenny Jones but I I am dying to know who like which one of these people it was that posted it if I were any of the people on this episode specifically of this show I would never tell anyone ever let alone post it on YouTube uh, whatever this works out to be. I think they, I think it was 97. So like 26 years later, I would just really hope that no one saw it and no one would recognize. I'm sure nobody would recognize these people on the street. Cause like, you'd have to remember their face for 26 years. So I think they're like pretty much in the clear by now. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just, I don't know. It's hard to imagine Like, even, it's stressful for me even to put out this podcast with my own, like, thoughts and feelings and expressions on it. I just, I don't know. It's not something I would post. But I am so, so grateful that they did post it because uh, other, (laughs) other talk shows like Sally and Jerry are on Nosy. Shout out to Nosy. You make a lot of this possible. (laughs) So thank you. They post on YouTube uh, older episodes of certain talk shows, but not all of them. Jenny Jones isn't in their scope. 
there's not as many Jenny Jones episodes available. So like I am very, very happy that this person put the episode up because I'm always here for newly uploaded or like newly found episodes of Jenny Jones. That really helps me out. It's just hard to imagine <laughs> that confident. Mm, I'm, I really wish I knew who it was. Let's speculate. Let's go through this and then at the end we'll try to guess together. <laughs> That'll be fine. So the short version of the episode title, which is what we see mostly because it's in the bottom left corner for the whole thing, is Lie Detector, that player. <laughs> but maybe halfway through the episode they will tell us the full title. I'm not going to flip back and through, forth through my notes, so you're just going to have to keep listening <laughs> to find out what the whole title is of the show. It was too long for the bottom corner. Jenny, part of her little intro is like, watch us bust these bozos. There's a lot of weird burns in this. Bozo is a weird burn. Jenny Jones is in full Rachel mode. She, in blonde, she's you could copy and paste Jennifer Aniston's hair from 1997 and just uh, paste that right onto Jenny's head and make it blonde and that is what we see it's kind of a sexy shirt I think it was sort of sheer maybe it had it had a thing I I feel like I maybe this was also a trend from the 90s because I do remember shirts like this I remember hating shirts like this and I don't feel like I've seen anything like this in at least 15 years. It had a really, I don't even want to call it a V. It was like a, a really narrow V cut, pretty deep. But then there's like a string at the top, like tying it together. So I guess it doesn't floop open. I, I hate it. I remember having shirts like that and being like, this is stupid. I hate this. But maybe, I don't know, it must have been a trend at the time. It, it suits her. Like, it does It does look kind of sexy in a way that you think a string holding your shirt together wouldn't. But it's okay. She looks good. She looks good. Uh, we start with, like, a video montage of all these quote-unquote players. They really like dropping the ER. <laughs> the 90s players uh and then they have them all do this runway walk and then they dance a bit on stage like a like a sneak peek of, of the players that we're going to meet shortly all of this runway and dancing while people are booing and we listen to some kind of like jay-z cover i really thought it was a real jay-z song i was convinced couldn't find it on spotify asked my partner he didn't know what I was talking about I made him listen to it <laughs> to identify it does sound a lot like Jay-Z but he told me that it is not a real song it's just I learned about this recently I think from page seven podcast it's love is blind is maybe the most obvious show that does it but I guess there are like shows don't want to pay royalties right even as I was watching this when I did think it was Jay-Z I was like Jenny did you really put a Jay-Z song in your talk show because you're not gonna pay whatever it's called royalties or whatever on that or licensing or rights or whatever like you're not gonna pay Jay-Z Jay it's it would be so much money like why would you do you're excluding yourself from future syndication that way right or from repeats because 
nobody's gonna want to pay Jay-Z every time they want to replay this shitty episode of Jenny Jones but obviously shows anyway to avoid that they don't use Jay-Z but they have some kind of person write probably not even a full song but they're like songs that are just created to fill that space or that sound space in a show or a property so for example love is blind (laughs) if you watch love is blind they are i mean it's it's half the hook of the show i guess it's kind of hillsy but the hills used real songs i think but love is blind it'll be two people talking they'll be like oh i just want to like spend spend the whole day with you and cuddle up in a blanket i wish we could do that now and then some song will be like come on really aggressively usually in Love is Blind that's like, I just want to be with you and something like that where it's like, oh, that's that's what they said. Like, it's, it'll be some paraphrase of the line that just got said put into a song and then sung on Love is Blind at top volume. Uh, so anyway, I think this faux Jay-Z song was not Jay-Z. That's the, that's the conclusion that we've come to in our household is that it's a similarly just song that was just created for the purpose of this one episode of Jenny. I mean, maybe they replay it in Jenny Jones, but it's not like a real song to buy. It's just like a, a song they made for the show. So now that I've talked for almost 10 minutes <laughs> about, I don't know, the first 30 seconds of this episode, this is starting well. Jenny Jones, after the parade of bozos, Jenny Jones says, or kind of sets it up, she's like, well, friends and friends and family of these so-called playas say these guys aren't exactly bling-blingin', they're dream-dreamin'. Fuck. I wonder if, as she said the words, she's like, fuck, that's so stupid, I need better writers. Like, who said that? Who says that? Not exactly bling blingin', more like dream dreamin'. <laughs> that sounds like so. It sounds like something I would say if I was just talking out of my ass. So just talking, because that's how I always talk. But just talking and without any clear direction of where my sentence is going, and then kind of got away from me. I, that's stupid. Anyway, so Jenny's going to polygraph them to find out how much they're lying. They have audience signs. Uh, the usual Jenny, or I don't know what we call it, regular mainstay. Every mainstay is regular. I feel so stupid today, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm like nervous today. I don't know why. <laughs> Very intimidated by Jenny Jones, I guess. Just, just There's just so much happening that I just am worried. I think I'm going to forget things. The audience signs are... Okay, everybody votes the same way, so I couldn't get a clear shot of, like, the positive one, I guess. We see he's got to be dreaming quite a bit. That gets voted, mostly. There's, like, a little cutesy cloud (laughs) that's drawn around the dreaming. And then on the other side, some about scheming? Uh, (laughs) I couldn't quite catch the first part. Nobody voted that way, so we never saw, really, that part of the sign. First guest. Do I sound like I'm in a waterfall? Sorry, guys. Okay, up first, Calvin. No, Calvin with his 
brother-in-law and friend. I don't know if the friend is a friend of the brother-in-law or if, like, they're all friends together. These two dum-dums say that they've slept with over 350 women. Kelvin says that's not possible, not with the cheesy outfits these guys wear. And then he proceeds to come out on stage in head-to-toe cherry red. (laughs) What the fuck? It's bold to come after someone else's cheesy outfit and then put three pieces of red on your body. Like, there was, like, a jacket and a shirt and pants, all the exact same shade of red. And it's so bad that when he comes out, everyone boos him. And Jenny has to correct the like the audience by letting everyone know that Kelvin is the good guy. Like he's the one making the complaint. He's not the accused player that we're here to boo. So calm your tits, guys. Calvin, oh, I keep. I wrote Calvin. I wrote Calvin for a long time. Sorry, Calvin has a beautiful deep voice that I could listen to forever his brother-in-law goes by goldie mac and the friend goes by seville and kelvin's like he goes by goldie mac come on like he's from the 70s i wasn't around in the 70s but i thought it was funny do people call themselves stupid things in the 70s probably goldie mac and seville claim they've slept with over 350 women kelvin's like i can't see that I can't see that. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> can't can't see that happening. They also say that they spent thousands of dollars a day on limousines, but they don't pay it. The ladies pick up the tab. So mm, even that was a stupid way to put it. There's a Chiron. Oh my gosh, we get so many of these. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's my favorite kind of dumb. There's like a Chiron at the bottom as Jenny's like, oh, we're about to meet them. And there's like... Okay, on the bottom, left to right on this Chiron, on the left, there's a picture, like a cartoon picture of a pimp hat, <laughs> like unmistakably a pimp hat with the feather and the whole thing. And then it says, Mac attack in, and then we get the counting with beeps, so like five beep, four beep, three, two, one, here come Goldie Mac and Seville down the runway. <laughs> Goldie Mac, who we hear is 27. I don't think we, I guess he's probably the same age as Seville. I don't know. For some reason, they didn't say everyone's name, but they did tell us Goldie Mac was 27 several times. So, uh, sorry, Goldie Mac is wearing, he, I don't know, he's not a bad looking guy, I guess. He's got like a big black coat and a pedo stash. A lot of people have pedo stashes in this, so I think... Is that wrong to say, pedo stash? That's probably not PC, but I I don't know. You have a better word? Tell me. Seville has like a giant... At first I thought it was like a giant oversized, kind of like a pimp coat. But then when I looked closer, I was like, oh, that's like a fleece pullover. <laughs> that is white and big, I guess, with matching white baggy pants. He also has a pedo stash. It's fuck. His pedo stash looks way worse. And again, maybe this isn't right to say, but I think it's because his skin is lighter. (laughs) Just like, it's harder to pull that mustache off. I think when your skin is lighter. And he's got like a helmet of hair. His hair, I don't even know how you do that. It looks thick. It looks like if you hit him in the head with a bat, it would bounce off his hair. It looks 
like it's shaped like a helmet. I don't know. It looks dumb. Now all of a sudden when they come out, it's it's two hundred women. Now we're now it's not three fifty anymore. We lost one hundred and fifty women backstage. I guess Seville is here to represent New York. He says, and everyone boos wildly. It says. I'll take your welfare check. It's no problem. <laughs> to the people in the audience, okay. Jenny Jones tells Seville that Kelvin says they've never left Queens. So that's the other thing I don't like about Jenny Jones is that she's constantly telling people what other people told them <laughs> or told her. And it just makes it weird to write notes about that. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll stop my complaining about the notes. It's not really complaining. It's just like... This is why we don't do, this is why I would never do four weeks in a row of Jenny Jones because I would, I, I would just die, I think, of exhaustion. <laughs> I'd be taking notes for entire nights, I don't know. Every Chiron has Seville in quotes. <laughs> like, they're obviously not real names. And people have done this, I'm sure, at least on Jerry Springer, where I'm like, I, that's not your real name. You just don't want to be attached to this with your real name. Understandable, for sure, but... I I do really wonder where he got the nickname Seville. I only know, like, the barber of Seville. I don't know why you'd pick that as a nickname, though. We get into some kind of stupid back and forth about a limousine ride. Kelvin's, like... <sighs> I don't even know what I can't it was a dumb argument it was like he was like hey you don't take limousines and they're like we took you in a limousine and he was like yeah when you came to see me from the airport <laughs> that's different but it was like I don't know it's a bigger just I don't know argument than that I just it I can't I can't <laughs> these guys that didn't who cares I don't know I don't care about limos we go to a vignette about Goldie Mac and Seville I guess they show us day in the life of a playa. Now that I'm thinking about this, it was obviously in the hotel at like for the show. Like they're if they're from New York, they're obviously not in Chicago. So we watched them get ready together in the bathroom, which I thought was very silly. But now I'm thinking about it. It's probably because they were in the same hotel room. It's just funny to think of guys like getting ready together because even like girls get ready together, I guess, but I'm not really the club type anyway, so maybe it's just me, but as a 35-year-old woman, I don't know, it's been at least 10 to 15 years since I got dressed or like got ready with someone to go out. We just get, because the thing is here, it's a, all my stuff is here at my house. And all your stuff is over there at your house. And I don't want to share makeup because that's gross. So it just seems easier if we all get ready at our own houses, right? And then we go out together. <laughs> Makes more sense. But anyway, as I say, they were sharing a hotel room probably. So I guess that's why they talk about the importance of grooming. Seville's talking about lying to women, saying like, oh, you lo I lost my credit card, so I guess you have to pay for everything. And then Goldie Mac says he doesn't even have to ask, they just offer. And then we see them in a limo driving around New York with some red lighting. I don't know why it looks a bit spooky. 
Seville says, well, like they're talking about women and Seville's like, well, if they don't have money, if they don't offer, that's fine. But like, if we go to McDonald's, I get a free Big Mac, then I'm, I'm cool with that. <laughs> like, I thought you said, said you got like a million dollars off of these people. So like, but you're fine with it. If, if you were that big a player that you were just raking in thousands of dollars from stupid women, I guess, I feel like you'd be like, uh, I... I don't know. I don't think you'd be as excited about a Big Mac. That's all. And we see them hunting for women in the, like from the limo and they come up with nothing. And then they complain that it's Chicago's fault. Goldie Mac, <laughs> there's a Chiron, says he's been a player for 15 years as, and has been with over 200 women. I did the math Goldie Mac because 50 if you're 27 which they tell us many times that he's 27 and you've been a player for 15 years then I think that means you started when you were 12 so to be with over 200 or just 200 women that's like 13 or 14 women per year since you were 12 I don't feel like you were really pulling 13 or 14 women when you were 12 though so I guess that's probably a bit skewed I don't really know if your main job is having sex with women in exchange for money. I don't know if that's a lot of women. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Not, I mean, total. it is a lot of women, but I, cause, cause you shouldn't do that for 12 years. I feel like it's not, I don't know. It's just not a frequency where I'm like, Oh, do woman every day. That's like a little bit more than one per month. I think that works out too. Goldie Mac says he got an $18,000 Rolex. And then there's back and forth with Calvin about this too. He's like, no, I have seen it, but I didn't see a receipt. Why would he have a receipt if someone bought it for him? We get, oh, Jenny Jones. She really knows what I like. We get these player profiles (laughs) uh, on each person. We'll get them all the way through the episode. So it's like a screen with a lot of text on it. Uh, Goldie Max player profile. So this is supposed to be a list of things that he got. $30,000 from ex-wife. Goldie Mac, that's called alimony. <laughs> it's not the pay. Like, that's not a playa move. You married her, so no, not counting that. $18,000 custom Rolex, Range Rover, Mercedes, Trans Am, BMW, trips to Puerto Rico and the Bahamas, Estimated player total at the bottom. I guess we've added all this up. $100,000. And I don't even know where that title comes from. If we're counting the $30,000 from the ex-wife and the $18,000 Rolex, then that's $48,000. Which leaves $52,000 to buy a Range Rover, a Mercedes, a Trans Am, a BMW, a trip to Puerto Rico, and a trip to the Bahamas. Feel like you'd have to stretch that $52,000 pretty far to get there, but okay. And still questioning the $30,000 from XY because I don't think that counts. Seville's player profile starts with a $5,000 savings bond from your grandma. Like what, what lady give you, gives you a savings bond? That's so weird. It says he got $1,000 from one woman. He got sheepskin coat and expensive clothes. 
which is interesting because you're wearing a fleece pullover. Pontiac J200. No idea what that is. As, I mean, it's a car, I guess, but I don't even know if it's good. Uh, estimated player total, $100,000. Still not sure how we got there because we were at like $6,000 from the savings bond and the one woman. So that leaves us $94,000 to get a sheepskin coat, expensive clothes, and a Pontiac J200. I don't know how much the car is. I guess the car could be that much. If it's true that he got one for free from a woman... All of this too, kind of, I did, there's a big grain of salt as I was watching this, but I was like, it's, you can really kind of twist that, I think, easily. Like, if I have a Rolex that I don't want, and I give it to someone, it maybe it is worth $18,000, but if I don't want it, and I don't have a use for it, and I, for some reason, don't feel like selling it myself... It's not really the same as giving someone $18,000, right? Right? I don't think it is. Jenny Jones, I think she feels like maybe she got played because she's like, well, when you we first started talking to you, you said you made over a million dollars and now all of a sudden it's $100,000 each. And they're like, oh yeah. And Jenny Jones is like, specifically to Seville, she's like, oh, because because now it's on a lie detector, I guess, right? And they're like, huh, yeah. It's <laughs> like, okay. We got our first audience question, which is directed to Seville. And that person says, first off, your ears look like you about to fly away, <laughs> which was true. I will say that Goldie Mac is pretty consistent with what he's trying to say, he explains and he's, he's like, I'm not running a game or I'm not trying to scam women. Like, just happens naturally. Females just give me things. Then this is the story he tells us a lot, which is, I do believe that he's not specifically trying to like fuck women out of money, but I don't know if he's really good looking enough for that. I consider, this sounds shitty, but like I consider myself relatively good looking and nobody really gives me stuff for free. I don't think, or not thousands of dollars, maybe like, I don't know, maybe something here or there, but like not thousands of dollars. And I don't feel like Goldie Mac, if you're George Clooney, then maybe, yeah, you meet women and they just throw money at you. (laughs) But like, I, Goldie Mac wasn't George Clooney. So I don't know. Maybe. He is consistent with the story. And he does... I don't hear him saying any games that he's playing or things like that. Now we get into... See how many things? Like, it's just like a menagerie of shit. Like, we had the player profiles. We have this pimp hat countdown. We get vignettes all the way through. Audience has signs to vote with. Now we get our juice jury. (laughs) Uh, Which is the panel of experts question mark first up rude jude and the little chiron in the bottom we get a countdown for these guys too jude's tood in three two one jenny jones tells us jude must have game because he's a favorite here rude jude was a favorite here but i don't think it was anything to do with his game i think you just wanted to put rude jude on your show Jude is dressed like a grad student. I can't can't think of any other way to describe it. It was like a big sweater. It it was, I don't know, it was a big sweater, jeans. 
signature facial hair, by which I mean single line, like if you drew it with a marker, <laughs> a very fine tip marker, it starts, it's amazing. Actually, when I really looked at it and like, again, my partner and I kind of talked about this yesterday, right? But like, it is a single line and it starts directly like at the bottom of his lip. There's no space between his lip, like lip lip like I'm eating or like I'm whistling with my lip like lip lip and then no space right in the center underneath it starts this line like a fine tip marker width and it goes all the way to the bottom of his chin I couldn't really see it connecting to any other facial hair maybe there was he had that like chin strap kind of line around the bottom that sounds like it might have just been too thin to be caught on the video quality that I was watching I don't know. I wouldn't say. I don't know. And then, okay, here's the thing is that then me and my partner were talking about it and we looked at his facial hair and okay, facial hair doesn't start at your lip or at least I don't think it normally does. My partner's doesn't. And there's also kind of gaps like where your, your I don't know, chin crease is. <laughs> it's kind of the hair doesn't grow evenly through that section either. So I have kind of a suspicion that maybe some pencil eyebrow is involved in this look. I would love to know. I bet that's what it is. I wonder how many guys use eyebrow pencils in secret to fill in their facial hair. Maybe they make specific facial hair pencils. Maybe I should make specific facial hair pencils and sell them. <laughs> it's a business. I mean, if there's a need, just have to travel back in time to the 90s when people thought it looked good. Uh, Jenny asks Jude if he has game and he's like, he's not even, Jude is funny because it's a weird kind of funny. Like he, he doesn't say things to be funny, but he is funny. I, I wish I could be like Jude more, but anyway, Jenny's like, Oh Jude, do you have game? And he's just like, no, women hate me. That's it. <laughs> then we move on. Next we get red hot Val in three Two, one. Val is a hot chick in a stripper halter top. I call it a stripper halter top. I don't know what else. Who was wearing these shirts? It's when you look at her from the back, it looks like a bikini almost. Like there's just a string around, or two strings, I guess, one around her neck and one, like, I don't know, where your bra strap, like, not, not. Where your bra goes kind of around your, like a bikini, like a, like a string bikini. But then in the front, it like covers her boobs. It's pretty low cut. She has nice boobs. I just don't know who else. I, I, it's in my head, I'm like, that's a stripper shirt. I don't know who, I've never seen anybody else wear a shirt like that. Maybe people, I know again, I don't, I'm not a club person. So maybe things are happening at the club that I don't know about. Uh, under her under her, I guess, kind of a chiron. It it's listed her as a model slash actress. Never heard of her. The same chiron also lists Jude as an actor. So maybe we're taking some. Mm. It's like I have so many words, and as soon as I start podcasting, I just become so stupid. Liberties. I feel like we're taking some liberties with the word actor. Val's very pretty. Anyway, I'm I'm sure I've seen her before, but I'm not sure if it's something like if I've already recapped something and seen Val or if it's just 
from my general memories and impressions of this show, I think she might have been... I I have a vague memory. I just can't... I haven't even recapped that many. I think we might have seen her as some kind of, like, supporting person at one point. I'm not really sure. And then Val tells us that Jude told her that he's not wearing any underwear today. I don't... I didn't even understand. It wasn't really funny, and it didn't really seem relevant, and I don't know why she wanted us to know that. Next, there's... (laughs) Tornadoes Mac attack in three, two... One tornado is a local by local I mean Chicago radio host slash DJ. He's got on this giant pale rose jacket. It, I want to say it's like a Biggie Smalls type of thing. I could be wrong with that. I don't want to say Biggie Smalls. It's like a big jacket, suit jacket, fancy looking. Audience actually seems like hyped for tornado. I don't know if. Like, I mean, if he was on the radio and they're in Chicago, obviously, I don't I couldn't name one radio DJ, but this was when radio was more of a thing. So anyway, he's, he's, he's somebody, he seems like the biggest name on this panel, to be honest. Tornado tells us that these days limos cost $10 and he's not impressed by this whole limo claim. Val <laughs> makes a good point. She says, it's just too obvious because any guy who's in too much fur, too much jewelry, too much attitude is obviously making up for a lack in the pants department. <laughs> she didn't exactly use, those are my words, but that it was her insinuation. And then Tornado says, yeah, but I bet there's an audience, a lady in the audience who would actually like one of these guys. And then some audience member who's very cute and pretty, I thought, stands up and she's like, I kind of like Goldie Mac. And she's like, oh, I wish he had a few more gold teeth, like on the bottom part. And then it kind of shows, I think he had gold teeth, but just on the top. And Goldie Mac's like, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> like, and then Jude, I Jude doesn't say a lot during this episode. I don't know if there's some kind of story arc between Jenny Jones and Brew Jude and the relationship between them or like what part of the story arc that we're in. But Jude doesn't, Jude doesn't say a lot. Maybe it's just because he's it's stupid that he's in here and he wouldn't really have anything to say about this anyway. But like, I think he gets, I think this is his, like one of maybe two times that we really hear him talk. And that's it. <laughs> I don't know. And it's not that funny. Like it's fine, but it's not that funny. First, and I don't, I didn't even understand why. Like, so this lady, she's like, yeah, Goldie Mac's cute. Wish he had a couple more gold teeth, finish that off on the bottom. But yeah, I think he's pretty cute. And then Jude from out of frame starts yelling. I couldn't even tell who was yelling at her or why. But he's like, but you ain't top notch, sweetheart. You got a face like a Studebaker. I was like, that seemed really unwarranted. Like, I know you're rude, Jude, but what... Why did that lady deserve your rudeness? She was just saying she thought the guy was cute. And he is cute. Honestly, he's not... He's definitely not the worst looking person on stage. Maybe he didn't even have a bad outfit. I'm not a gold tooth kind of girl. But if you're into that, then yeah, he's cute. I don't know what about saying that. (laughs) Jude say that she had a face like a Studebaker. And... 
she didn't. I didn't think she did. I thought she was cute. I don't know what his problem is. Now Jenny Jones has the audience vote with their cards, and obviously everyone votes the dreamin' side. Must be dreamin' or whatever that was. And then Jenny says, well, we'll see the lie detectors come out because they've made a lot of claims. Free trips. We'll find out. Next up, we have Frank, who's a friend of... Guys, I have something really important to tell you about Frank. Frank is wearing pleather pants. Pleather pants. So pleather. And he's got a button-up short sleeve shirt is black but it has stripes of like a leopard print on the front kind of like a I don't know if they're called bowling shirts kind of like a Charlie Sheen shirt one on each side and his hair is gelled straight up it is such an aggressive look that once again the panel starts chirping and Jenny has to clarify again for everyone that Frank is not the player that we're here to shit talk he's the friend of <laughs> despite his ridiculous outfit <laughs> what that might tell you about who he is tornado even is like this is the friend i can't wait to see his damn partner <laughs> which is true i had the same thought frank's friend's nickname is the king <laughs> barf this guy claims he's like the biggest baddest of them all, according to Frank. Jenny asks Frank what he looks like, like what his friend looks like. And Frank is like, mm, like Chris Farley and Pee Wee Herman mixed into one. <laughs> Lol. That's funny. That's funny. It's kind of true. I can see that. We see Chris backstage and he's wearing a red hoodie that says players, like spelled P L A Y R Z. Z Z. I had someone call me out this week on the fact that I say Z, even though I'm Canadian, where we normally say Z. And I couldn't decide which one I was supposed to say in that moment, and it came out. Z, Z, P L A Y R Z. I don't want that to detract from how stupid his shirt looked. <laughs> the fact that I don't know how to say which letter, but it looked dumb. It was in that, I don't know how to say it. It was in a very specific, hmm, I want to say like a gangster kind of font, maybe like a royal kind of font. I hope you know what I mean. Um, I don't even know what I mean. And he's got like a big chain and he is white as hell. <laughs> he's the whitest guy you've ever seen. He's got those stupid looking matrix type sunglasses that are all like small, blonde hair. And well, it's gelled as well, but not as aggressively as Frank says. It's not like straight up, but there's definitely a gel situation happening. So Anthony, a.k.a. King, and we got the little countdown Chiron in the bottom. Hail the King in three, two, one. Now, I want to say early here that I actually felt kind of bad for Anthony because he's 18 and he's about to make some really embarrassing statements. <laughs> that sucks because I'm sure a lot of people would, if we talked to them and as their 18-year-old selves, would say horrible cringy shit 
and that sucks that it happened to be caught on TV in this way. But then when he comes out and everyone's booing, he starts calling the audience gay as like a derogatory thing in response to like them booing him. And then I was like, you know what? You can actually go fuck yourself, (laughs) Anthony. Fuck you. That's rude. Jenny asks him how many women he's played or is playing. And (laughs) Frank throws up like zero fingers. (laughs) Not zero fingers, but like zero made of his fingers behind him. Anthony is like, right now, two. Jenny is like, so what is it about you? Like, why do all these women go after you? (laughs) And then Anthony says, because I'm a true player hater. But I ain't no hater, though. What? (laughs) What are you talking about? In that moment, I was like, oh, this is J-Rock. Like, it's very funny that (laughs) J-Rock... J-Rock is funny, but I forgot how rampant the behavior that J-Rock is based on really was (laughs) in the 90s. That really came from a place. An audience member comes out the hot, comes out the gate and it's like hey if you're such a player you should have had a woman buy you some new boots <laughs> and then the camera people show us his boots and they look shredded like they look, they look like they're 10 years old and that like you wore them to walk through barbed wire or something like they look crazy jenny sets up like oh if, oh, this is so stupid if you've seen Temptation Island, you're going to love this next vignette we call Temptation Crib featuring Anthony. Uh, Jenny, I don't. And I won't. <laughs> I don't. I, when she said that, it took I had like an out-of-body experience for a second because I actually thought Temptation Island was like a recent show. <laughs> Maybe there's a reboot or something. There must be a reboot because I was like, whoa, what, did we time warp? Like what happened there? But there were a lot of dumb reality shows at this time. So that makes sense. In this vignette, it's kind of, it's so stupid. They're backstage on a couch with like fur and leopard print and maybe like six other horrible prints in the frame. And there's like some girls that come in. One of them's wearing a purple CK hoodie. (laughs) It just says CK on it. And... I don't know. They're, I guess all these girls have serious relationships and Anthony's going to try to convince them to cheat. But it's like obviously so set up that nobody would ever fall for this or like do anything. The first girl's like, oh, what was your name again? And he's like, King. <laughs> like a way like, he's like, yeah, come on girls, King, I'm King. And they're like, what? <laughs> this guy couldn't have less charisma. He is just ugh, uncomfortable. He's just cringy. The moment you see him, you're like, ugh, cringe. He spills water on a girl, like one of the girls sitting next to him, and he's like, oh, I spilled some water on you. You're going to have to take those off and slip into mine. <laughs> the woman is like, oh, like she's, <laughs> no, no love out of these girls. The next girl, he's like, girl, why don't you get with me? I retire more girls in social security. And I was like, is that how social security works? I, 
I feel like that is, I don't even, it's not a good line, but also I'm not sure it makes logical sense. That girl's also not into it. And then he tries some line about a bus on the other girl and she has a comeback that's probably good, but not this, those lines made even less sense to me. So I don't know <laughs> there was some context that I was missing. Something about a bus. Get off that bus and ride. I don't know. <laughs> it's dumb. And then all the girls leave and one says, that's the last time I answer classified. And I'm dying to know if that was a canned line that they fed her or if she actually answered a classified <laughs> to be part of this. I don't know, vignette as it is. Uh, next, we got Anthony's player profile. Anthony has, oh my gosh, this is the funniest, but every player profile since, like, after this one, I just think about this one again. It says, so Anthony player profile, $350 in clothing, Michael Jordan cologne, which was $30, socks, $40. $400 in cash. Estimated player total, $420 and some change. That doesn't even add up on the face of it. This is the most specific one we have. And by my count, that would be like 750, 820, eight, maybe I wrote it wrong. Maybe they added it wrong. I don't know. Maybe they just wanted to throw 420 in there, but by my count, that's $820. That's not impressive. <laughs> You know, he's only 18, so it's kind of a different thing. But, like, yeah, that's not really that much money to go out and be like, I'm a player. Uh, Jenny Jones asks Anthony, like, what he's doing for these women, for him. Oh, God. <laughs> for him to be pulling them or, like, picking them up and getting money out of them. And then Anthony's, like, giving him the pleasure dome. I take him to the pleasure dome. <laughs> you don't even make sense. I feel like he's having some realizations about it <laughs> in real time <laughs> as we're watching him. Oh, it's rough. Frank uh, chimes in to say, well, it's because 15-year-old girls can't afford anything else other than the socks, which is true. And they, it gets... Oh, even that, I guess it gets a weird reaction from the audience. And Jenny's like, okay, to be fair, he's only 18. So that is where that's coming from. <laughs> that makes sense. But then Anthony says one of the two women he's currently playing is 32. But Anthony, if you think about it for a second, you'll see that doesn't even help your point because a 32 year old woman should be able to buy you more than socks. <laughs> I really, again, I wonder if he means like his mom. <laughs> I wonder how female, like, I wonder how much female relative gifts play into this list. Up next, we meet the next player, or we hear about him, I guess, before we meet him. Monster Love, who is wearing black jacket and pants, a white silk shirt, a cross necklace, like a big cross. I think translation lenses more maybe sunglasses that just didn't have a very dark tint but they were giving me transition lenses and he says he's slept with over a thousand women and also has a steady girlfriend like who's aware of that i guess i'm really sorry guys i know there's like, like a million little noises in the background i i don't have any quiet space right now so i'm doing my best we're all doing our best 
And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So at this point, at this point in the episode, we finally get to see the full title, which is You Say You're the King Player Raising the Roof, But You're Lying and Here's the Proof. Jenny loves a rhyme. What's that old dreaming? Uh, what did she say? Dream dreaming? Trina, which is Monster Love's girlfriend, comes out first. Trina is thick and beautiful. Jenny Jones tells us Monster Love is backstage. And he says, I'm West Side Kraken and Bedside Mackin. And Jenny, Jenny herself is like, I don't know what that means. But here he is, Monster Mac in three, two, one. First question from the audience. What's that taco meat on your chest? Which was a great, great point from the audience because his chest hair does look terrible, like notably terrible. I don't know what, I don't know what that situation is. If it's like too short or not short enough, but it's bad looking. It looks bad. He claims that he's been with over a thousand women. And then we see a little vignette. (laughs) But she starts by saying that his play-in ways have gotten him trips to Staten Island and Vancouver. (laughs) An international trip (laughs) to Vancouver. So pretty good. Now we... Okay, this was kind of fucked up though. Because now we get his lessons. But there's like two parts of it. There's one that he says, and then there's text on the screen next to him. And I want you to think about how this lines up. So first, lesson one, what he says is understand them, listen to them, empathize. What the screen says is act like you care about them. Okay, that's that's not exactly the same, but all right, all right. Lesson two, keep it real with them, is what he says verbally. What we see on the screen written is, little lies don't count. But that's not the same thing. He's, he's saying be honest. Like he, There were more words than just like keep it real with them. But he was like, you know, you got them in a rotation. You had to let them know they're in a rotation. <laughs> little lies don't count. Okay. Lesson three, what he says is communication. Tell them I got like I know how to tell them what I need and I know how to give them what they need. Uh, the text on the screen says, take the cash and dash. What? Like what? <laughs> what is that? Like, no, that's not the same thing. I no, it's like that's. I just don't like it. Sometimes with the text, they do these people so dirty. Where like that's not what he said. What he said was still shitty, but like let's shit on what he actually said, not on something shittier that he didn't say. Val chimes in very serious. She's like, I have a completely serious question for Trina right now. Like, if you're complaining that he's doing this, then why are you putting up with it? And Trina's like, because he takes care of me. So that doesn't really matter. And I think earlier in like when she first came out, she, they said, she didn't say it, but they set her up of like, he gets all this stuff from women and then she's like getting pedicures or I don't know, other shit off of that. Okay. I have moved to a new spot. (laughs) So if it sounds different, that's why I'm so sorry. 
doing my best to find a quiet spot. Oh, that's the chair I'm in. Fuck. Life of a podcaster. I tried to go in the closet. That was still too loud. I tried to go in my car, but it was raining. So here we are. I'm so sorry because I it's such a good episode of Jenny and I feel like I'm letting her down. <laughs> letting all of you down. I'm so sorry. Just how it works out this week. Anyway, Jenny asks Monster Love if it's true that he lectures about this player thing. Monster says no, but he does lecture about his life. (laughs) I was like, to who? Like, who is asking for this? (laughs) Like, what do you mean? Why? Nobody, nobody asks random people to go to lectures or to go to colleges or universities and lecture about their life. Not this guy. Like, not, no, any other person maybe. So we got Monster Player's profile. Got $3,000 down payment on a Mustang. $500 watch. Uh, Computer, $1,500 value. Big screen TV, $1,200 value. Stereo and car stereo, $1,000 value. $60,000 in cash. Estimated player total, 67,200. That seemed like at least the numbers added up internally. Trina says she basically knows everything, but she thinks that she's the only one that he loves. Tornado is always standing and like I don't know why. Like he's the jury the jury, I don't know, the panel is like kind of stage right or like backstage right. And I keep seeing him standing, and then it looked like he was kind of reaching behind part of the set. And I was like, I think he might be drinking and, like, hiding it off stage. You know, when people, like, in Big Brother, sometimes you see people and you're like, why are you like that? They're like, why are you holding yourself that way? And then you realize it's because they're smoking, but they don't want to show us the smoking. So they're, like, trying to hide the cigarette from the camera, or the camera's trying not to see it, or whatever. It just reminded me of that. I think he might have been drinking. So everyone votes dreamin', not schemin'. Up next, we have Martin with his friend Jim. Martin says that Jim's game is so bad he can't even pick up 14-year-old girls from the roller rink. (laughs) Which sat weirdly, like that sat weirdly for me. I don't know about you, but I was was like, what? (laughs) Also, I think that might have, there's a, so again, I... I don't know if you're a first-time listener, maybe you haven't heard this, but I'm from a tiny, small town. We didn't have a roller rink, but I sort of am starting to get the impression that roller rinks were, like, a big deal at some point in the 90s. I I would have never had access to that, but, like, I don't know. My partner talks a lot. They had a place called Roller Gardens uh, where he grew up, and the 14-year-old girl thing really... I understood it. Although I wasn't there, I understood it by proxy. Like, the reference, I mean. Because apparently that was, like, a really big deal. Martin. Everybody. Not one. Goldie Mac's outfit was the best, and it wasn't even nice. It was just not horrible. Martin is wearing a salmon-colored silk shirt. (laughs) He looks so nerdy. Way too nerdy to be wearing a silk shirt. He's got, like, a hint of a pedo stash. 
And Jim looks like a gym. He's got a black coat. He's a white guy. He's got a 90s type haircut. Martin accuses Jim of living with his grandmother and he's, quote, almost 25 years old. Which didn't age great because I feel like in these days a lot of people live with their family for an extended amount of time. It's not great, but whatever. He uses he says he uses lines like, Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only ten I see. Jim claims to look like Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys. Martin says he looks more like a pudgy Conan O'Brien. <laughs> it's like a very funny sideburn on Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Jim likes to call himself a sophisticated suburban player. And we get a taste of his pickup lines, which is to call himself a knockoff version of Nick Carter. (laughs) It's so dumb. He's like, hey, ladies, do you like Nick Carter? Well, I'm almost him. Get with me. (laughs) What? And then all of that pickup line ends with like and I'll make all your fantasies come true <laughs> like fucking doubt it Jim here comes Jim on the runway to a massive booing from the audience you can tell when the panel people never know like they, they you can tell they don't know when the camera's on them because they just never have any kind of expression on their face when we pan to them they're just like staring looking like like the rest of us are watching jenny jones says that see again this is what's aggravates me about saying jenny jones says that martin says that jim couldn't get any action if he was in jail (laughs) i don't know martin's kind of got a couple burns on him jim counters that with he's wearing orange okay like (laughs) Every audience member at this point is doing, like, the L, like, your fingers in an L on their forehead. (laughs) In the shape of an L on their foreheads. Every single one of them. The whole audience. We see Jim's player profile. I don't know why Jim didn't try a name. Like, everybody else had to come up with a nickname. Jim's player profile. Oh my god, it's so loud. Can you hear that? I'm so embarrassed. Jim's player profile. We have $2,000 in clothing. Paid trip to Florida. That kind of depends on where you live. Where do you live, Jim? Like, like, (laughs) car payments, $270. Camcorder, $500. Flat screen computer monitor, $400. Fossil watch, $100. Cell phone payments, $1,500. Numerous dinners, $1,000. Estimated player total, $6,500. Maybe. I don't. Uh, I don't. Some of these sound like things you got from your grandma. Did your grandma take you to Florida, Jim? Is she a snowbird? <laughs> Did she pay your cell phone? And a lot of these items, again, camcorder, flat screen monitor, fossil watch. I'm like, these are just things that people had that they didn't want that they gave you. $100 isn't really a lot for a fossil watch. I don't know. Val, without saying a word, writes virgin on a piece of paper and then creeps up behind Jim. (laughs) Then in the air, like holding it up behind him. And the audience really liked that. And I like that. Jim does give me virgin energy. 
Next, we meet a woman that he quote-unquote played, and she says she wouldn't call him a sophisticated suburban player. She'd rather call him a stinky, wet dog, which is the funniest insult I think I might have heard in my whole life. Something about really juvenile insults really slap. (laughs) It's easy to be like, oh, you're a fucking idiot, but like to call someone a stinky, wet dog... I love it. It's so funny. Again, this it's like the the perfect kind of stupid for me. So we see play. She gets a countdown too for some reason. Play hater in five, four, three, two, one. Here's Casey. She's got a mushroom cut as fuck. She says they dated four months and it cost her $1,700. And Jenny's like, what What did you get out of it? And she's like, well, he paid for a $2.99 buffet. <laughs> I don't even know. That, okay, as a non-American, $2.99 buffet really blows my mind. Do those still exist? And how much do you end up spending on a modium afterwards to not shit yourself? <laughs> like, There's no way that that food is like up to code right <laughs> there's no way what could you even you can't even buy lettuce for three dollars anymore what the fuck jenny jones keeps asking her like she's like i just don't understand she's like why did you give him all that she's like i don't know <laughs> bought him a watch and clothes and dinners how did it end oh, quit calling she doesn't even say who's quit calling like who quit calling oh i don't know okay Tornado's like, because Jenny's like, oh, what? I thought you, Tornado, you're going to say something? Tornado's like, oh, I was just going to say she a damn fool. <laughs> True. Jen tells Tornado he needs to buy a treadmill. And then there's some allegation we talk about where he hit on Martin's fiance and Jim says that's not true and that Martin wishes it was true, which I, it's kind of a weird cuck accusation. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Okay, well, I'm in a new location. Now I'm in my car. I couldn't be more aggravated right now. (laughs) This is like, oh my god, this is like the fourth place that I've tried to go because I have nowhere to go that is quiet. Even now, it's raining. Like, can you hear the rain? It's not raining as aggressively as it was before, but it's raining and I'm pissed, guys. I'm so sorry. Please keep listening. I promise this episode is worth it. All the random fucking background noise. Fuck. (sighs) Okay. Up next, we have some guy who hopes to play 100 girls by his 21st birthday, and apparently he's up to 84. He is living his life this way because someone broke his heart once. Here's Andrew. I don't even think Andrew got a countdown for some reason. Uh, He's wearing... Maybe this is why you didn't get a countdown, Andrew, because you're wearing sunglasses on the back of your head like an idiot and a San Jose baseball jersey which I don't care about but this, let's go back to the sunglasses for a second because that's fucking stupid like don't wear sunglasses like that especially on TV are you worried the sun is gonna poke out from the ceiling all of a sudden and you might need them real quick like the, okay because here's the thing I you see people wearing these sunglasses or wearing sunglasses on these shows and that I kind of uh I don't know interpret as like trying to cover your identity and hopefully people don't recognize you when you go home but to wear sunglasses on the back of your head is like a fashion choice that is dumb so fuck Andrew don't do that 
Val says, the only way he's playing 84 women is online in a chat room. There is no way. Andrew isn't cute, really. No, I mm, I wouldn't. Mm, no. And then Andrew thanks Jenny Jones because thanks to her, he hit 85 last night. The hotel. Cool. Jenny has his hoe Bible, she calls, which is a super detailed and disgusting log of these 84 women that he fucked. Jenny says she can't even read one line from it on TV. Like, she has it physically in her hand. She's like, I can't even read anything out of this on TV. It, I guess it details, like, positions, appearances, has pictures, like, how they were, what they did. Andrew says that Jenny's the only woman who ever touched this book. Feel privileged. It reminded me of that guy. That guy. Ugh. <laughs> Ryan Philippe. <laughs> Cruel Intentions. That guy. Like that, but it seemed gross. I think, because that is gross. Like, that movie's really sexy, and then you're like, but what if I met this person in real life? And you're like, oh, that'd be gross. Gross. Yeah, uh, it's gross. So <laughs> Jenny Jones says, well, this is very disrespectful, and then asks him what his game is. And then there's, like, some confusion, I guess, and Tornado, like, clarifies for him. He's like, well, she means, what are you doing to get these women? And in response to that, Andrew calls Tornado a milk dud. Why? I don't... Why? I don't know why. Next. <laughs> Just keep these players coming. Oh, no. Oh, not next. Sorry. Sorry. I'm all a tizzy, because I'm all out of sorts, because... <laughs> fucking pissed at how many places I've been trying to fucking get this done I guess Andrew did pick a name but they just didn't put it up because it was too dumb because <laughs> remember there's like Goldie Max Seville everybody has a nickname and then we just dropped we just stopped using the nicknames at some point so Andrew the Chiron reads Andrew aka Goofy Bone comma 20 he's 20 Goofy Bone I guess Jenny didn't want to say Goofy Bone out loud. She was like, fuck that. I'm not using these stupid nicknames anymore. And then Jenny's like, here's the deal. You get butt ugly girls. She's like, fucking rude. <laughs> Who says that? And then, But Andrew's like, yeah, they're easy. And then Jenny reminds us again that he's doing this because someone, woman hurt him. And he's like, yep, she hurt me real bad. And now this is how I live my life. We see Andrew's player profile He's got $3,500 from different women, a 78 Impala bought by a woman, which was $2,500, $3,000 in clothing, $3,000 worth of jewelry, but then it has estimated player total, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense, yeah, $12,000, sure, that adds up. Andrew then closes this off by telling us he's in his prime, he's like, I'm just getting started, y'all, I'm in my prime. I, if you're in your prime, you're not really, like, just getting started, though. Hmm. Jenny Jones introduces a new ex expert, I guess, on Mackin. This was such a setup. Like, don't... Mm, I, I kind of buried the lead on this because there's something coming up that I keep wanting to talk about. But this... I don't... I don't appreciate this, Jenny, okay? She introduces... I think she doesn't even really set it up well. Like, it's some new expert on Mackin says 52 women want him at any given time, which is such a specific number. <laughs> I don't even know 
who, how did you come up with that? At any given time, how do you know that? Like, so if one woman all of a sudden is like, no, I'm not into him anymore. There's a new woman that's like, oh, hey. Like, okay. This person is DJ Domination from Miami. And he has two girls walking about. And he kind of plays like a, oh my God, I almost said Rick James. I don't think that's who I mean. The guy who did like the coat and the, the whole thing. Like, he's like acting old. He's got a pimp, pimp, like capital pimp outfit on like with the hat with the feather and the cane and sunglasses and like this huge coat totally like every part of it is there and uh, he doesn't even really say anything just basically the 52 women thing again and then tornado says he knows him personally from florida and says he's i next up paul and friend javid Javid's points are, if you're doing so well with the ladies, why are you still working at Kinko's? He says there's no way he's pulling as many girls as he says. And he says that one of his dates, when they went to McDonald's, she ordered a 1 through 10 and supersized it. Which I think was supposed to be a joke, but... I mean, obviously it was supposed to be a joke, but I just don't feel like anyone laughed. Including myself. <laughs> Javid is wearing a sweater vest over a white dress shirt with like khaki or like cargo pants. He's got an aggressive middle part and the thickest eyebrows I've seen ever. Jenny asks, like, he's like, and these girls he's pulling, what do you think they look like? And Javid is like, they look okay. A lot of them have facial hair, but they're okay. <laughs> Jenny's like, I don't, again, I don't know if this facial hair was a joke because Jenny's like, well, maybe he's into that, huh? And he's like, yeah, he is. <laughs> okay. Jenny's like, so basically you're saying the women don't look good. Right. Here's Paul. Paul runs down the runway manically. Like he runs. That is not what a runway is for, Paul. <laughs> That's not how we manage ourselves on a runway like he sprints to the first corner and he's kind of doing I think he's doing kind of like a kind of thing but like there's no words or sound he's just like stupid mouth Paul and Javid we see now are wearing matching outfits with the sweater vest the white shirt the pants the cargo pants Paul and Javid now perform like their secret best friend's handshake for everyone. Jude looks like he's going to kill himself. And then when they finish, Jude walks off stage. This is again, this is the second time we've heard from Rude Jude basically this whole time. Jude, like Jenny's like, where are you going? He's like, I will only, he looks really serious. I'm sure it's part of the shtick, but he's like, I'll only come back if they promise to never, ever do that shit again. That was God awful for real that was garbage no nope. no nope. for real I'm gone <laughs> I, I think he does come back though Jenny asks Paul about the facial hair and then not his facial hair <laughs> about the facial hair of his ladies and then Paul says Javid's a hater and then Javid out of nowhere says because, okay, the, Paul doesn't say a lot, but he seems like he's kind of laughing the whole time. And then Javid says, Jenny, I got a question. How come you're not in jail right now? Because it's a crime to look that beautiful. And now Jenny looks like she's going to kill herself, too. <laughs> so bad. Jenny's like, I thought you said he was a bad player. 
And then Jenny's like, you know, whenever we do a show like this, there's always some kind of nonsense. She says Anthony, which is the fucking 18-year-old in the red players, 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 uh, sweater, (laughs) gave her a pin backstage before the show. But when she looked at it closely, it was from Southwest Airlines. And I swear to you, I can see, like, just a small amount of, mm, shame. (laughs) Shame. Self-awareness, I guess. Starting to spark inside Anthony. But now Paul insists that we get the attention back on himself right now. Like, or maybe it was Javi, but it was one of them, again, from Out of Frame is like, no, this is my time. (laughs) We see Paul's player profile. It's the second dumbest after the players guy, King Stupid or whatever. Uh, Half the cost of a laptop computer, $750. 50 stuffed animals. No value on that. Electric shaver and hair clippers, $150. Bowling equipment, $200. $2,000 in cash from different women. Trip to Santa Monica, $300. Estimated player total, $3,400. Paul says, no, it was Santa Barbara. I, I couldn't tell you the difference between Santa Monica and Santa Barbara. Santa Monica is that one song, right? Santa Monica. Is there a song about Santa Barbara? If it's not a song, I don't give a fuck about your town. Jenny says, you know, sometimes we get these people that just want to be on TV, so they make stuff up. And again, Paul's still laughing. Like, he can't keep it... He can't keep it together. He's like, no, this is how I am at improv. (laughs) Every time I tried to do improv, this is me. I'm like, I can't. I can't keep it together. Now, Jenny looks a bit pissed, and she asks the audience to vote on if they think they're fake or, like, for real. And she says, if if you think they're fake, I will kick them off the show right fucking now. And then that is exactly what happens. And then Jenny almost throws to commercial. Before we get to the next part, I just want to say that I think all of these people are fucking fake. The, the whole point of the show is to determine whether or not these people are lying. And you just kicked people off your show because they were lying. Why? Like, everybody's... It, all of these guys are lying. Like, we... I don't know if it's just I don't know I guess Havid was lying just I don't know it was dumb it was dumb and they were definitely just trying to be on TV it's just that I think half of these people were why is Trina and that guy here why are they here Trina doesn't give a fuck that he's sleeping with all these people of course like yeah none of it's real yeah anyway she actually like she really I don't know who threw their hands up behind the camera to be like stop Jenny don't but like she almost throws to commercial and then she's like oh wait DJ domination you're gonna show us the stuff you do and then he does and oh guess what oh my god he's not as old as he's dressed as of course because his name is DJ domination and he's dressed like an 80 year old and there were no fucking 80 year olds in the 90s that were called DJ domination So he goes up and his gimmick is that he does the, the scratching, like the, I don't know, Beastie Boys kind type of DJing, not the like play a playlist on your iPod kind of DJing, but like the actual, the records and the scratching and all that. And he does like a headstand and scratches 
the record with his nose and it sounds terrible it sounds so bad I don't know like yeah I can do I can do weird things too that doesn't make them good like (laughs) or or impressive in any way like it just sounded bad there was one part where there was not even a beat under it it was just like and I was like it's not it sucks you suck DJ domination you suck up next lie detector results guys we are almost there I almost made it through thank you for powering through this with me because this isn't feel like this isn't my best week and I've had such high expectations for myself you know that's always the way it goes but we can get to the lie detector test now Goldie Mac is first but first he wants to tell us that he respects women and he isn't a pimp to the point that he would prostitute women (laughs) was that an accusation like I don't think anybody thought that ever nobody here is a pimp like no not the same Jenny says okay we go through this lie detector test this is weird to go through but when Goldie Mac was asked if he got a free trip to the Bahamas he admitted that he didn't and Goldie Mac was like no because it was Puerto Rico I never said it was the Bahamas and there's all this blah 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 back and forth uh And then the part of the lie detector where he said he went on a trip to Puerto Rico and that was paid for by a woman, he passed that. And I think Jenny's just, I don't know if she's annoyed, but she just keeps harping. She's like, okay, originally we were told that these guys played women for like a million dollars. He failed that one. And then as soon as, like when they showed up and then yesterday was like, well, it's like half a million dollars. And then it's like a hundred thousand dollars each. So like, it just, just keeps like. I feel like they put those guys up first because it was supposed to be the biggest, like, ooh, they scammed for a million dollars. Kind of had the rug pulled out of them, out from under them when the guys showed up and they were like, well, not like exactly a million dollars. Like, it's like half, half that. Maybe like, maybe like 10%, something like that. At least it stopped raining. Guys, I just noticed. Fuck, I'm sorry. We're going to get through this. I wish I'd picked a shittier episode. Okay, I'll stop talking. I'm stop. Anyway, okay, we have a bunch about a bunch of back and forth about the million dollars thing, and then I guess on the lie detector when Goldie Mac said he slept with over 150 women, he failed that too, and Seville, his buddy, also failed the one million dollars thing and also failed the 150 women thing, and every one of these guys who fails for not sleeping with as many women as they said they did I'm like, good like that I would have thought less of you if you'd passed to be honest not great that you lie about it either but like I'm glad that you didn't sleep with 150 people and you should be too now we have the king Anthony see how much of the $820 he lied about $400 from women he admitted that that was not true okay and then it says when asked if you had four sexual relations with women he passed what like four sexual I thought he was playing two women at a time (laughs) four sexual great good for you Anthony I'm pretty sure that by 18 a lot of people have had four sexual it doesn't even say like sexual relations with four women it says four sexual relations with women (laughs) could have all been one woman or two, like, so dumb. Monster Love, for the sex with a thousand women he failed, and he's mad about that for some reason, says it was a setup. 
Uh, okay. Again, I, I, it would be worse if you passed. <laughs> um, he was asked if he has sex in return for gifts. He admitted he does. So Trina, that's not good for you. And then he was asked if he loves Trina and he failed. And Monster Sister just tried to make it juicy. And I was like, I'm pretty sure no lie detector person in their mind, like administrator, like a good one, would ever agree to ask someone if they love someone. Like that's, I think that's kind of ambiguous. JJ, JJ, that's how I have her in my notes. JJ, Jenny Jones, asks if Trina's going to stay with him. And she's like, yeah, probably. (laughs) Okay. Again, why are we here? Any of us. Jim uh, he was asked about hitting on Martin's fiance, which he failed, which that sucks for you. Uh, I mean, not for not for you, the listener. <laughs> I mean, like that sucks for your friend Martin. And they asked if he had sex sexual relationships with seventy women, and he failed. Andrew failed on the $3,000 in clothes. He failed on the cash and jewelry, $3,500. But the sex with 84 women, he passed. (laughs) Which I expected because he had documented all of it in his weird book. And then the other guys, I guess we don't find out because they got kicked off. Up next, we talk to the author of a book called The Art of Mackin by Tariq Kflex Nasheed. I wonder what K-Flex refers to as a nickname. It's weird. Tariq is pushing, like, kind of an understated version of this, I don't know, this playa thing. He explains the difference to us between playa, a mac, and a pimp. He says a playa is sexually motivated. A pimp is financially motivated. And a Mac is knowledge and power motivated. And when you have knowledge and power, you can get sex and money whenever you want. TJ Domination seems to be in agreement with this. This is all the game. I don't think if, I don't know if when the game came out, and I don't know if it was based on this book or if this book was based on the game, but this is the same fucking dumb scam thing that those losers are. Like, it's like power gaming picking up women and it's like I I guess it might work like I'm not saying that psychology doesn't work because I'm sure it does but like it's stupid you're playing you're not I don't know you're not really like playing for the right stakes I think it's kind of my take on that I guess like I don't know it's just it's like tricking people that's all it's just like tricking people into having sex with you but that's not really like you can't trick someone into a relationship with you. So I guess like if you just, just looking for no strings attached sex, I guess, but like, I don't know. Think of, just think about your life, where you are, what you want. Cause I don't think that's it. Tornado makes fun of Tariq for a second where he's like, do you, it's okay. Well, you can't see this because it's a podcast, but he's like making fun of, Tariq's hand gestures like he's like do you notice how he makes a hand gesture with every word so that you can understand what he's saying (laughs) that but imagine doing hand gestures the whole time and I don't know it's it was funny I wonder if the hand gestures are part of the game or whatever that is anyway uh Tariq says these guys have a slot machine mentality like if you just keep 
pull in the lever, eventually you'll get something. But he's more about using strategy. Again, this is a power gamer gone awry. Jim looks like he's about to die. Die. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no. <laughs> Backwards. Jim looks like he's about to buy this dumb book. Tariq doesn't have relationships. He says he has understandings. And then Jenny Jones is like, call it what you want, but it is what it is. I don't even know what side she really lands on on Tariq. I, I think not favorable. Tariq now tries to blame women? For... <laughs> Fuck you. Like, this whole thing. I hate it. Like, he's like... <laughs> He's saying that if a woman needs rent money, then she'll get a guy to pay the rent and then build a relationship around that in order to justify it. And that honestly might be the most misogynistic thing that we've heard in this whole 42 minute and 33 second episode. That is incorrect. Like, I, no, no, maybe, I don't, I don't know every person, but no, I don't think that is what women are doing on, at least not on a grand scale. An audience member is, like, kind of quiet. Like, Jenny kind of finds her. She's like, oh, somebody knows you. And then she, like, finds this person. And the person's, like, to um, Goldie Mac. She's like, is your name Philip? And, like, so genuinely, because it's slow. He's like, what? And he, like, looks and he slowly recognizes her. And he's like, I know you. <laughs> like, she, like, stands up and she's like, yeah, we dated. But, like, he never got nothing off me. And she's very pretty as far as... It's, it's a very 90s look. But I thought she was really pretty. I do, and I don't think... I don't think Goldie Mac is the worst person on here. I mean, he's not the best person I've seen on any talk show. But he's not the worst in this episode. That's for sure. So, Jenny Jones says, We want to thank all our guests. If you're thinking about trying to come on the show with a fake story, you're taking your chances. You will get thrown off the show on national TV. So... I wouldn't try it. <laughs> That's not a huge risk, Jenny. Okay. Jenny now asks Rude Jude about his website, which he tells us is rudejude.com. And she asks him, she's like, what do you put on there? And he starts off, he's like, well, basically I give people advice and Jenny Jones just cuts right off. Like he was not even talking. And she's like, well, thanks a lot, everybody. Bye. <laughs> over and this is over and thank god and I'd hate that I'm saying thank god right now because I again I liked this episode of Jenny Jones on like as a whole I just wish that my recording situation today would have been a little bit more favorable but now it's done and I'm in my car and it's quiet so perfect time <laughs> to start recording a podcast that I've already finished fuck Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. If you have a quick minute and you want to be really nice and you are very forgiving in your soul because you're a good person and you understand that sometimes life happens, even to people who make podcasts, and you wouldn't mind giving me like a quick quick rate or a review or a surprise, a surprise, that would be a surprise, a uh, quick rate, review, subscribe, any or all of that would mean a lot to me and thank you so much if you've already done that if you want to connect with me you can reach me at reality roots pod on facebook or you can email me at reality roots pod at gmail.com thank you guys for sticking in there i will talk to you again next week 
Okay, bye.